but let's get we're, we're losing that low the bottom up part that you were talking about is sort of the mainstay here is it the how the green new deal how we're going to pull this off if we're talking about municipal jurisdictions a highly decentralized response to current conditions how are we going to do that okay so ted lu democrat california and the, there's another congressman ted lu yeah and there's another there's a Republican as well. So there's a bipartisan bill, the City and State Diplomacy Act, right? It's going through Congress right now, and it's proposing the creation of a subnational diplomacy office in the State Department. And what it would do is it would work with local governments on all manner of foreign affairs. And that could include, for example, uh, help for future pandemics, helping source you know, medical supplies, but also for climate change governance to help source climate finance linking local governments to international resources. I mean, we recall Governor Cuomo, who is doing a fantastic job of, of saving New Yorkers, despite being virtually abandoned by uh, the president. He's saying, you know, we were able to source ventilators from China from the pandemic, but we, you know, it's, I, I don't really do, I don't really do international supply chains as a, as a governor, right? Governors tend, tend not to do that. The same thing goes for, for climate change. I mean, really, governors and mayors are going to be the people that are most responsible for reducing emissions. And yet that often requires international collaboration. That's precisely the kind of thing that this bipartisan bill, the City and State Diplomacy Act, can uh, provide for. To and does that work better link. well? Does that work well with the Daniel Cohen sort of schematic that you talked about with the Green New Deal? Do they it, work it, together? It, it can. And that, 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 that's, what we're, that's what we're pushing. Um, okay. That is to say, because the, the Green New Deal, the, the green stimulus, it is noted in that proposal okay. uh, that state and local governments will be key mechanisms to implement these things, to create those renewable energy sector jobs, to collaborate with international counterparts on you know, sourcing the materials uh, that are necessary to export into those markets and to obtain uh, the resources and the know-how to, to get it done that is where they they come together okay because to create to create the uh, the local jobs and renewable energy uh that's something that happens at the quote-unquote ground level and that's where mayors and governors are going they're the ones who uh, implement these things on the ground as well as reducing emissions as well as yeah the, the, that's right as well as reducing um emissions and committing to climate action and better coordinating climate action, creating sustainable jobs is one thing, but also continuing, of course, continuing efforts at the local level to reduce emissions, uh, to retrofit buildings, to um, find creative financing mechanisms to- Set up uh, the infrastructure in yeah, so many just, ways. Just, yeah, to set up the infrastructure to carry out all those things that involve um, uh, local uh, climate governance, and that's how we'll reduce emissions. and that's something that requires local uh, officials. And so um, they have to be coordinated amongst one another uh, to, to do that. Coalition building must occur. And that's where a subnational diplomacy office could, could very much help with that. It provides, it, it should provide better assistance even from the federal government, um, federal and local. We need to overhaul federal, local, like intergovernmental affairs. They don't talk to each other as much as they should, particularly so, in this administration. 
So Ben, I'm on a, as we're winding down our time together, and I don't know when your dissertation, when you're scheduled to finish that up, but I want to know as you're completing your work at UCI, if you are going to leave behind, uh, not the template, but some portion, if not a completed manual of that subnational diplomacy training to take place in higher education, starting with the UC system. I guess I'd ask, I ask what you mean by that. No, you're talking about the subnational diplomacy to get, get these initiatives to take and for our greenhouse gas emissions to be reduced. So there, there needs to be oh. a professional class that can take up that role and see that social piece, governmental piece, along with the, the tech and the, the cognitive science and all those other pieces. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, so the, uh, the we need to train hard. all hands on deck to get this Green New Deal to go. Right, right. Yeah, we, we do. And I'd say, I mean, there, Richard Martinez is still going to be around. Uh, yes. And we're, we're still going to work. You know, he's going to be in Irvine. I'll be up at UC Merced because I've accepted a teaching or a lecture position um, uh, there for a year and um, be teaching some of this stuff. Congratulations. And thank you. Yeah. You I'm can very, be dangerous up there. I, yeah, I, I, I hope so in the, in the best possible way. Yep. And you know, so he'll, he'll still, he'll still be around. We'll still continue to kind of push the envelope on this and, um, uh, and uh, see about working with companies and potentially even the city on, on the tracking data. And as for the green new deal, well, November 3rd vote, just vote. Uh, vote, vote all the way vote. down ticket I'm just, I'm all the way down all the way down the ticket and you know that the the momentum that's already there with the community choice energy that many UCI people are involved in doing that should be continued and also other innovations should be continued as well and I hope that blockchain and other data tracking things uh, that were undertaken can also be uh, continued right and let's let's just all remember where we come from, and that's a city in which you know the the university and the city have collaborated 30 years ago to create new infrastructure in global environmental governance. And we and it's high time that we innovate once again. We've already started with community choice energy. That's very good. Richard Martinez and I are working on innovating in data sharing between companies and local government. All of the, all of these things they they should be pursued. They should be owned. We should own these things as this is this is what makes Irvine Irvine. We uh, think about these solutions, and perhaps we can scale them up and out. Yeah, up and out, so that cities and companies around the world can use them. And I know that the uh, the blockchain um, climate action you know framework that uh, Angel Shu and the others at uh, Yale and elsewhere are working on is that will help integrate it into you know, UN operations. And, and help scale these bottom-up innovations into global public good. And aside from that, you know, we also have the uh, hopefully Green New Deal to look forward to. And when that happens, I uh, I should hope that Irvine's own bottom-up innovations can be part of that. We can create renewable energy jobs. We can advance how we share data and achieve a, a more you know, environmental justice and more green economy. So Ben, uh, I'm thinking we've talked in terms of like a sort of a political civic responsibility about voting to get our local jurisdictions to innovate. But I'm thinking 
as we in our extended segment of this interview is that there may be even an employee role to hold corporations accountable for achieving the climate goals. No, there already is. So, uh, chief responsibility officers. Okay, there you go. So to continue that sector's activation as well. It is very interesting to watch these, you know, to watch corporations begin to govern themselves with responsibility. I mean, one has to be wary of, is this greenwashing? Or are they actually doing good? But it, it is interesting to watch all these new players rush onto the field, to try to make sense of it. It's not total chaos. There's order in it. And that's what the social scientists are trying to figure out. We're having a lot of fun doing it. And more importantly, we're trying to work across disciplines like I am with, you know, my computer science colleague, Richard, and uh, trying to figure out what are some new, new methods and innovations that we can put in place, explore, succeed, uh, and um, extract some real public good out of. All right. Let's... Uh, okay, blockchain. So when I say Holy blockchain, when I yes. say blockchain, um, and this is what, this just provides a visual of, well, what this technology could do, the picture it would give us. So you may be, um, you may remember that I did, the, I have this visualization of all emissions trading transactions right at the firm level around the world. And um, I saw something back, yeah, but, but I can't one, pass the quiz. One, Right, it's it's one static map, but what yes. if we can see it see it over time? What if we can track it? So what I did was, um, this is just one of the variables for my dissertation. But in tracking uh, emissions trading, that is, you know, individual companies trading carbon credits, which by the way do, really don't do anything to you know reduce no. emissions. It, I understand it's, just, it's, it's dirty just, as hell. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like hey, capitalism created the problem. Here's capitalism trying to provide you, sell you a solution. You know, it doesn't work. But uh, in any case, but it does. This does. You know, if I map those transactions, which is indicated by you know, like this is those dots you've got all over in England. Yeah, but this is uh, this is in starting 2005, and blockchain allows you to track the the transactions, right? And so, what if we were to if we were to use it to track um, interactions between firms of a specific kind, we, we could see, for instance, how over time these transactions uh, occur. We would be, we'd be able to see in real time all of who is talking to who and, you know, and when. And that's an enormous advantage to uh, be able to, in terms of richness of data, is this, this is what, it's not cell phones, like that cell phones are tracking people that are moving around during the pandemic. What, how, what's, what's this it tracking? Emissions trading transactions. It's emissions trade. Oh, oh, that, okay. Each of these are companies around the world, you know, starting in 2005, we see and wow. um, who traded with who. Right, and right. this is, this is granular transaction level data. And wow. just imagine if we were to be able to see who within the city of Irvine, who is doing what and, um, you know, sharing information on sustainability and. Uh, Which is important uh, because of what the, it's a really sizable manufacturing in Irvine that people forget. They think it's just, it's a, you know, landscaping, <laughs> you know, landscape yeah. office parks. They don't know how much manufacturing, including including firearms, right? I think there still are firearms manufacturer mine. There might be. The Jenner family manufactured firearms. That's a whole different story. 
So anyway, so it would capture sectors that people don't even really know exist in Irvine. Yeah, it provides a picture of things otherwise unseen. And Perfect. those unseen things are the things we need to see. And so that just provides you one visual of here's what that, here's what that might actually look like. And, I, and that, that's important. Thank yeah. you, Ben. Let me know this, if you need anything else. This was really, really helpful. You're building a confidence level that we could all tack on to that. Okay. Thanks a lot. All the best. All the best. Bye. Bye-bye.